It's Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John, Pat, and Rando. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando, here on a Wednesday evening. It's a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. And want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Small City Realty. If you are looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to contact Zachary Corzillis at Small City Realty. Zach is the best. You can find him at 585-409-1088. 585 and by the J-Cores Agency for all your insurance needs. So just to give you guys a preview of this episode, there's a lot we got to have to get to here. We have some segments recorded with John from the Kansas City Bills backers. He did a segment with us. We also have a segment with Jeremiah Poyer. So those two segments after game picks, we'll have those back to back and then we'll come back and do Brando's bets after that. So jam-packed episode. I know we haven't had a lot of guests on. And so it's nice to have two in one episode because they were both awesome guys to talk to. Jeremiah, of course, does stuff with Buffalo rumblings and stirls and stuff like that. John from the Kansas City Bills backers is very glad that the game is not in Kansas City and he has to do all the hosting duties this year. So that was a fun conversation with him. So that, again, that'll be up after game picks. So boys, this is the last episode before the game. Hopefully not the last episode of the Bills season. Hopefully we're doing this again next week, which we will be anyways, but hopefully in a positive uh, no mind. winning sense here. But how are we feeling about this matchup? Are we nervous, confident? What's the vibe? I started off super confident after that game, leaving the stadium. But the injury report scares me a little bit. The more that I've looked into it, the linebackers are so important when you play Kansas City. Uh, it's great to see that Douglas will be 100%. He said he's good to go. He could have played last week, probably, I think he said. But other injuries, just I, Terrell Bernard is so huge on our offense. And I like AJ Klein, but he has gotten exposed when they've played Kansas City in the past. He's just not the fastest man out there anymore. And the the secondary, I'm, I'm a little just, I'm a little nervous. The number for the Kansas City Chiefs, I think if they get to 20 points or more, they're undefeated. But they're games that they haven't scored 20 in that they've lost. And I think that's including the Bills game. The Bills got to 20 before the Chiefs did. So that's a huge number for this game in general. Not a huge point total or anything else, but the race to 20 is going to be massive. And, and that's making me a little anxious. But the Bills offense, when I it's like a, it's a roller coaster. I think about the defense. I think about the injuries. But then I go back and I think about Josh Allen and I think about Khalil Shakir and Dawson Knox and Kincaid and Diggs. And it doesn't matter if Steve Spagnola can shut Diggs down. There's more than Stefan Diggs on this offense now. So it's a battle between Josh Allen can do this. He can score enough points to win this game, even with a bad defense and also that we could score 25 points give the ball to them up four and they could do what they did to us last time so i'm excited for it i'm nervous nervously excited pat what about you um not not as confident as jeremiah but also not as nervous as brando i'd say um, nice a healthy medium somewhere medium. in between I, I do agree with you though brando I, I do think arguably terrell bernard is our most important player on defense so you know he's kind of the glue guy as they say in our documentary. But what about you, Johnny? How are you feeling, man? Well, well, Pat, do I smell a Bills to win not to cover pick coming up here? Well, I don't know what the spread is. I mean, if the spread's like three points or something. It's I mean, a small we'll, spread. We'll get to point. it. We'll get to it. But 
I'm feeling better than I was after the Pittsburgh game. Weirdly enough, I didn't have good vibes after the Pittsburgh game because of the guys were dropping like flies. I'm like, who are we going to have available on defense next week? Like, you can finish a game against Pittsburgh with a banged up defense, but how's this going to look against Patrick Mahomes? Like, that's maybe one of the few people you don't want to face with a banged up defense. So, in that regard, I'm glad, like, the, the injury report was a little bit promising. The first one that came out, Terrell Bernard might be available for this game. If he is, he's probably not going to be 100%. But some of the other guys on defense, and hopefully that we can get maybe Benford back, you know, maybe we're going to have, we're going to have Rasul Douglas, maybe Dotson. Dotson would be a big part of this game as well. I think, you know, when it comes to covering Kelsey, the name that we haven't talked about yet. And I think it's 90% or 92% of players that are in concussion protocol. Don't clear it after six days is Taron Johnson. And he didn't want to come out. He looked agitated on the sideline and he is the only all pro that the Buffalo defense has right now. To have Taron Johnson, yes, he has made big plays against the Chiefs. He has Pat Mahomes' number. He has picked off Mahomes before, gets tip balls. Picked off Mahomes to end a game. I'm pretty sure Taron Johnson has actually cleared concussion protocol in a week every single time in his concussion I think he history. might be the only one, now, right, that has cleared it. That, yeah, he is. He's, he's just, like a unicorn yeah. where he progresses easy. through the got symptoms those, pretty Got quickly, those top-tier so. brain cells. Whatever it is, he's got it. He's got it. So Taron Johnson is huge one way or the other. I hope he plays without him. I get a little bit more nervous having Kyrie Elam in. I think I've, I've always liked him. I said it before that he was going to have a pro bowl season. I think I was a little wrong about that, but <laughs> a chance at two interceptions against the Steelers comes down with one ticky tacky penalty, right? I, I think that was, I don't know if that was a ticky tack penalty. I think he almost pulled him well, down. Well, I guess I get scorched, get scorched like two plays earlier in the drive too, but right. He's, he's a guy too. I don't know if you guys saw his post game interview. I thought it was really interesting because he's been battling. could tell he's been battling some mental stuff as long with the foot injury that he's had where he couldn't play up to stuff. And so remember how they shut him down, put him on IR, let him heal up. So hopefully we get the best version of him. And in the best case scenario, you don't even need him because Christian Benford and Russell Douglas are healthy for this game. So yeah, Taron Johnson, I agree. Another angle to this game, we got the ref assignments. It's Sean Hockley who refed the Eagles game where a horse collar tackle turned into an intentional grounding penalty. Yes. And I, I know the Bills have a bad record when Sean Hockley is refing and the Chiefs have a good record. But Sean Hockley also favors home teams. So is that enough to cancel out? Is Sean Hockley just scared of walking to his car after the game? Like, is that the case? You know, that game was in Philly. So I don't know if it's incompetence fear or if it's just just an unknown bias that exists when you're you're refing for a team so i really don't know what we're going to get when it comes to that but i'm not excited about it that's for sure that's interesting so he has worked a pair of chiefs games this year and it was their win against new england and then their win against the broncos and he was a referee last year for the chiefs 20 to 27 20 win over the jags and the bills had him like we said with the philly game i uh, i don't know i just don't want this game to come down to penalties i don't want yeah. it to come down to and this is the no, thing but you know i you know you know how i feel about him you know, I, I just, <laughs> I feel like he's not even qualified to have a job. And if your daddy is at Oculi, you can throw flags whenever you want, Sean. So that's funny. The part 
that is interesting to me that goes beyond refing though is the fact that these guys are playing for the seventh time total split three to three and these guys know each other and the big talk on the buffalo media this week is what is left in the bag to throw at each other because they've all seen it it's been there it's done that these guys know each other we know stefan Diggs doesn't get off on a steve spagnol defense we know josh allen feeds gabe davis we see these games get close but it's a game of you versus the guy in front of you who is going to win your matchup? And we were talking about the corners that were missing. You know, whether Jeremiah talks later in this show about you rush four and you stick those wide receivers because Pat Mahomes doesn't like that. And you have to play man-to-man or with a spy and you hold these guys until you may let the refs make a call. And they don't have Tyreek Hill. He's the guy that kills you in the playoffs for the Chiefs. And they won a Super Bowl without him, but they didn't have to play Buffalo last year. So the Bills can stick these wide receivers. If it's Taron Johnson, Kyrie Elam, Benford, Douglas, Poyer, Hyde. I like where we're at and then just contain Pacheco because that run defense, we've talked about it. It didn't get exposed in the Steelers game very much, but they're going to have to come to play. And that's where this linebacking core is going to have to step up. Yeah. And that means game picks is up next. So let's get into our game picks here. Game picks, of course, are brought to you by the J Corps agency for all your insurance needs. For the guys to pick their picks in the pick six pickums. Overall, a little recap of last week. Pat, you are the most up and down man I've ever seen. You've gone six and zero, zero and six, and you followed it up with a leading five and one. Wow! So, Brando, you and I both went three and three in different ways. So that puts Pat at sixty and fifty four. I'm fifty eight and fifty six, and Brando, you are sixty two and fifty two. So Brando in the lead with sixty two wins. Pat up his, I was going to say up his butt. That's not the right thing. <laughs> Pat right on his tail, two wins back at 60 wins. And I'm two wins back of that at 58 wins. So four games this week, four opportunities to make up some points if we don't agree on stuff, but uh, it's getting tight because there's less and less matchups every week. So four to get to this week, we're going to do them in chronological order, starting with the Saturday game, the first Saturday game. It's Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by nine. Pat, I'm going to come to you first because I always go to Brandon first. This is the second biggest spread of the weekend with Baltimore being favored. Who you got? Well, Brandon always likes to talk about double-digit road underdogs. This is nine points, right? So as they say in Spanish, casi. But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm always all vibes, Pat, but I'm all vibes <laughs> CJ Stroud right now to lose but cover. So, All right. <laughs> I spat with the Houston pick. Brandon, what, what, do, you, what do you This think? is tricky because we last saw the Ravens as a one seed without giving their starters playing time, throw a dud against Tennessee. So I don't love the rookie quarterback going on the road. And I think the line did open at 10 and then it was nine and a half and then it's nine. So it's getting bet down. It's a crazy line to disrespect the Texans that much against Baltimore. Baltimore is really good. I expect Baltimore to win this game close. I will give Houston the cover, though. I'm taking the points in this game. CJ Stroud looks too good. He has the elite traits that you need, but this game is going to go to Lamar Jackson. He's going to get the ball at the end. He will put together a game-winning drive with his legs and his arms to win this game against the Texans. So I will take the points, but I don't expect him to win. I was so close to taking the points, but I got to start picking different than Brando at this point. So uh, give me Baltimore. I'm going to be 
And also, this is the dual result thing, right? You do want Houston to win this game because that means if the Bills win their game, they can host the AFC Championship yeah. game rather than traveling to Baltimore. So give me Baltimore to win this game and cover. And I guess the worst outcome is that they win and they don't cover and then I get neither of what I right. want. But give me, give me Baltimore. Got to make up some ground in these game picks at some point. So next up, second game of the week. This is Saturday night. Green Bay at San Francisco. This is the biggest spread of yeah. the weekend. San Francisco is favored by nine and a half. Brando, what say you Again, about the spread? The Jordan Love disrespect in this line is not deserved. I am on the Jordan Love hype train, man. I don't care what anybody says. Watch this man play football. He looks like Aaron Rodgers out there. He really does. He might even be a little bigger than Aaron Rodgers. But he is slinging this ball kind of like CJ Stroud is. He's hitting his receivers where only his receivers can get the ball. He's mobile enough to get out of the pocket when it collapses on him. I really, really like the Packers chances here. I am going to pick them to cover and to lose because the Niners are good. But to take not, I think it'll be 32, 31 Niners. So give me the points. Give me the Packers, Jordan Love, to get it there, to get close. And then maybe next year, they have the youngest team in the playoffs right now. So maybe that's their crushing loss for them to take another step next year. But it's going to be close. Jordan Love will keep them in this game, but the 49ers will, will come through at the end. Gotcha. Give me give me San Francisco to win by exactly 10. Okay. No more, no less. Again, I really want to take the underdogs in all these games. But Brandon, you beat me yeah. to the punch. So I'm, I'm going to take San Francisco out of spite. But I really do think that Jordan Love has a chance. This line is, if it's being bet down, that's reflective of what the betters think too. So obviously the underdogs were a good play last week, whether it was Tampa Bay or Houston. But when it comes to the big boys in the divisional round that have had a week of rest, I guess I'll convince myself that San Francisco is a decent pick here. But Pat, what do you think? You're going to well, take I Green feel Bay like Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones had three touchdowns. We're not talking about him. Like, number true. one, let's give, let's give a dog respect when UTEP, University of Texas, El Paso represent. I don't even know what's in El Paso. I just know he went there. Fun fact. <laughs> um, but no, I think the Niners have a, a much better run defense than the Cowboys. Um, give me the Niners to cover. Sam Fran for Pat. Next up, Brando. You know, I, we're not talking about it yet because I think next week would be the week to talk about it. But the Detroit Buffalo Super Bowl is still a possibility. The world so, will burn. There'd be nothing better than a Bills Detroit Super Bowl matchup, I feel like. And I think it'd be a favorable matchup for the Bills, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Pat, what do you think about this? Detroit is favored by six and a half. Do you think they covered that spread at home against Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield? Well, I picked against him last week. I'm going to pick against him again. I think I'm on the Baker Mayfield hype train. I also feel like I think Jameer Gibbs is very good, but I mean, you're talking about Levante, David, Devin White, two of the best ever to do it. So give me the box. I wonder what their retirement window looks like. How many years those guys have left? Interesting. Yeah, Levante David is disgustingly old. Well, I shouldn't say that. You know what? No, I'm sorry, listeners, because I've, I've is had he elderly, Pat? Up. Is he elderly? This is well, so funny. We, we have to talk about this really quick. So this, this clip, I, I'm getting notifications like every second that we're recording this. It's so funny. There, there's a clip and this is partially my fault, by the way. So Pat told this story from last episode, if you listened about a guy who was wearing depends at the game, right? He's probably in his fifties. So Pat starts out, he prefaces it by saying, so there's this elderly gentleman in front of me. And then, it, then he said something like, no, nah, maybe he's not elderly. I guess he was like in his fifties. And I had to cut the video down to have it fit in, you know, the social constraints, you know, you have a 60 second time limit for YouTube shorts. 
And so I cut it down and he says, you know, like, so there's this elderly gentleman in front of him must've been in his fifties. And so everyone is taking exception to that, which is hilarious because the video was about a guy wearing an adult diaper at a football game. And your takeaway was our use of the word elderly. <laughs> well, you know wrong, what? I, wrong takeaway. I, if that's what the demographic is, that's what the demographic is that listens to the show. If someone were to call me elderly, I'd say that's okay. I feel like I've done a lot of what I wanted to do in life, had a lot of crazy experiences. I feel like I'm just lucky to be here, you know? So you want to call me elderly, <laughs> call me elderly. But maybe we're maybe whippersnappers, man. Yes. We're, well, Levante David is only seven years older than us, which I guess is old. I mean, we got to think we're, we're pushing 30 boys. So, Oh dude, don't remind me. Oh, nah, we're young, that. man. We got our whole life ahead of us. If we're on episode 19,000 and we're in our fifties wearing depends at Bill's games and, uh, you know, we made it. I, I hope you give me a couple more decades before I start wearing depends for anything, yeah, but right, I guess, right. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Nobody knows. All right, Brandon, what's well, your, my, for... my, my sincerest apologies. If I did offend anyone, sorry. No, that wasn't doing it on purpose. And honestly, like the controversy at the beginning of the clip is part of the reason why algorithmically it's doing pretty well right now. So, uh, Thank you all of those who commented and uh, didn't mean to offend anybody, but it's, it's such a funny clip. Yes. We love Pat. The things that Pat says are are what makes this show entertaining. Some of the best clips the of Pat I've even had. To, it's really not. Yeah, yeah, it really isn't. Like Brandon and I did these shows for the entire summer and uh, we got a little too analytic-y. Pat, you got to keep us honest. So, Brando, with that being said, what's your pick for Tampa Bay at Detroit? Should I just put Detroit down? Lions, baby. Sorry, that was loud, but I'm excited for this game. I'm so happy that... Tampa got the draw to go to Detroit. That's a good game. Nobody should sleep on Baker Mayfield. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield having a great season, better season than Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Nobody's sniffing. Nobody's talking about him. He's got the weapons. He's got the running game. He's just doesn't have the height, right? He just doesn't have Jared Goff's pocket awareness. And there will be a play that he makes that will cause them to lose this game. Sorry, Baker. If there's not clip it, say I suck, put it in the comment that I suck. That'd be great. But the Lions are going to win this game in Ford Field. The vibe in Detroit is very much like the vibe in Buffalo the year we ran the AFC championship game. David Montgomery yeah. was saying he was pumping gas and a woman came up to him crying, saying, thank you for getting a home playoff win. And they gave him a, they hugged and then they departed ways. But the vibe in Detroit is off the charts right now. They deserve this. The season's already a success to have a home playoff game and to win it. This is all cherry on top, but they are a Super Bowl contender and they're going to show why that they're a Super Bowl contender when they play Tampa Bay as they will win and cover. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take the underdog to cover this spread on this one. <gasps> Yeah, surprise, right? Ooh. Blasphemy. You know, it's so funny. Pat got a little cop out last week. He didn't have to do his picks on the show. So he's like, I'm picking. He picked the Rams to cover and he's like, but don't tell Brando. So he got, he <laughs> got the covered. win with that pick because they did yeah. cover. So I'm going to do the same here. I do think Detroit wins this game. And you know, what, Brando, what would he be even better? If you look at this, there's a possibility. If Houston beats Baltimore, Green Bay beats San Francisco, Detroit beats Tampa Bay and Buffalo beats Kansas City. Guess where the AFC and NFC championship games are hosted? Buffalo the, and Detroit. But Buffalo and Detroit. So that would be, that would be a pretty awesome outcome. That, what a weekend if you made it to Detroit for the game and then made it back to Buffalo for the game. So Tampa Bay to cover for me there, but uh, I'll take Detroit with the win on the money line. Kansas City at Buffalo is our matchup of the week. I have the spread at two and a half when I wrote this down. Obviously, I got to go with Buffalo on this one. You know, you know the rules. You know what I have to do. But uh, Pat, how do you feel about this spread? Is two and a half points enough to take the Bills or are you going to take Kansas City to cover? Well, 
there's that hook. There's that half point hook. Let's be real, boys. Bills <laughs> uh, um, to, to win, not to cover. I got it just for the sake of the show, just because that's what I picked last week and we we won. So just for nice. Um, yep. Brando, you also picked the Bills to win, but not to cover last week, and that worked out as a playoff win. Are you going to do the same, or are you gonna you're going to ride with the Bills here? I only did that because of the weather forecast. If I knew the game was going to be moved, I would have taken the Bills to cover, but. The road underdog, double-digit point spread underdog did not come through, all right? It did not come through, but that's good for us. So 60% of the time, it works all of the time. Yes, yes. So this week, when we are talking Bills Chiefs, this is Josh Allen's moment, man. This is what we're waiting for for two years to get through, to get over this mountain. And we talk about it all year round, the dribbling, the basketball effect of Josh Allen. And right now they are undefeated since 2020 without a turnover, right? When he doesn't turn the ball over, they're undefeated. He is playing smart football. He's using his legs unlike any other quarterback we have seen ever. And this version of him is good enough to beat this team of Patrick Mahomes. And this might be a window for us, right? Brady and Roethlisberger and Manning, they didn't win them all, right? Joe Flacco got a Super Bowl. You know, Roethlisberger got a Super Bowl. This is this could be it. The Chiefs are down. They don't have the wide receivers. You have to take advantage of it this year to get by them. I think they're able to do it. Dalton Kincaid, big, big game here. Show the changing of the guard between the tight ends. Travis Kelsey is coming down. Dalton Kincaid's going up. Let's make Travis Kelsey retire like his brother. All right. Send him on the street. <laughs> get him out of here. Send, send him podcasting full time. Go Bills. Nice. We're winning this game. I love it. That's a great pick. I also saw that this matchup between Mahomes and Allen is a lot more competitive than the Manning Brady matchup was. I think Brady won six matchups in a row before Manning ever got one. But then Manning goes five out of the next six. Right. Yeah. So So. these guys are even, even keeled, but it's too long of a conversation to have right here. And I think that all of us are a little biased, so we couldn't really see it. But if you were to pick a franchise to ride with for the next three years, you know, what's that outlook look like? I don't know. I'd I'd like to pick that after this next draft, depending on who drafts a stud wide receiver, but it's very close. Kansas city's defense is on the rise and that's something that they didn't have early on. And so it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm trying to remind myself that these are the matchups that we're going to be talking about years from now. Like remember Mm. the Kansas city game where they finally came to Buffalo and for good or for bad, you know, we're going to be talking about it for a long time. So uh, hopefully not trying to put too much on it to make us nervous going into it, but it, it, it should be a good one. Playoff football in Buffalo. We got the Chiefs, their first away playoff game ever with Patrick Mahomes, unless you count the Super Bowl in Tampa, but that was COVID crowd. So I'm excited. You know something well, that should be counted as an away game because it was against Tampa, though, right? That's it was, that's but as close it was, to it was in front of like a 19% capacity where it was all first responders and stuff and like super that. Super rich people. So, yeah. Right. I don't know if it's super would, rich people. I think they donated all those tickets. I just mean they the rich people make it there, right? They get the boxes still. They still the owners right. are at the games and the clients True. are at the games and all this stuff. Right. But yeah, yeah, that was cool that they did for the first responders because that was the end of all that. COVID, crap. Yeah. But uh what we're not talking about, Pat Mahomes road record, thirty eight and eleven in his career. Yeah. Still pretty good. Still good. Still good. But not as good as Buffalo in January at home. And yep. December. What were we like sixteen and oh, something like that? Yeah. Those are our game picks. So next up, we're going to roll the segment with John from the Kansas City Bills backers. And then right after that will be Jeremiah Poyer. And then after that, we'll do some Brando's bets. So uh, stick with us. It's going to be a good one. All right. 
Brando and I are joined right now by John of the Bills Backers of Kansas City. You can find him on Twitter at Bills Backers KC. Great to have you on. And I love the context that we're having you on because the Bills are not playing in Kansas City like they have in the playoffs for the past few years. So first of all, how exciting is that? And uh, second of all, just happy to have you on, man. We've been going back and forth on Twitter for a while. And, you know, you're one of the two people who listens to our show, which we really appreciate. So uh, happy to have you on. Yeah, man. I love the show. I think you guys do a good job. I think you don't take yourself too seriously. And that's rule number one in podcasting. But super excited to not be hosting this weekend. I don't think I've ever been more excited to not be able to go to a Bills game just because I've wanted it to be in Buffalo for years. It's been in Kansas City for four years in a row now. I think the last time they played in Buffalo was 2020 and it was COVID and no one could get no one could go yeah that was uh, if i recall that was the rain game where they had like 200 yards on the ground or something like that and you know it's covid right that feels like six years ago so it's been a while since we've had that so 26 17 we dropped to four and two they went to five and one i I do remember just being disappointed so i want to say there was like an ugly fumble at the end of the game Makes yeah. sense. So are you guys doing anything at the bar regardless to watch the game? Like, you know, like you guys usually do for out of town games, just no special events like you would if the game was in town. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, the core group of us that have been meeting at that bar for I mean, we, we started meeting there in 2017, 2016 before the drought was broken. It was like five of us. I think we're staying home. So we we're actually organizing a house party specifically nice. because I don't I don't think we can be out in public in Kansas City, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> oh. if I can be held liable. that's That's true yeah definitely you know if the bills are moving on to the afc championship you don't need any kansas city chiefs mad fans around or or vice versa you know who knows so yeah it's kind of a lose-lose situation if we win they're gonna be mad at us and if they win i'll be mad at them so yeah right i organized a nice party here i'm gonna have probably 15 20 people over and we'll we'll make it a bills fan friendly event nice it's always nice to watch the game at the house you know like that's that's my favorite place to watch i'm a homebody that sounds so. fun. So how many of these games have you made it to Arrowhead to for any of these matchups? I have been to Arrowhead for every Bills Chiefs game since 2017. I went to the 13 seconds game. I went by myself. I sat with a very nice gentleman and his girlfriend. They were Chiefs fans. And I don't know how to describe the day besides being the best day and then the worst day and then the best day and then the worst day ever as a fan but the people from kansas city were very nice to me outside of the seventh graders that were sitting behind me trolling me about josh allen's (laughs) coin toss record everybody treated me very well it might have been different if we had pulled it out and kansas city didn't have a comeback of all time but when you're when you're out and you're at these events how how do they mesh together right is there a mutual respect between the two quarterbacks is it a diehard division rivalry type does it rival your afc divisional opponents kansas city fans for the most part are very similar to buffalo bills fans especially the ones that existed pre-Mahomes. You know, they're just football people and they enjoy the sport. I will say in the last specifically like two or three years, they've become pretty unbearable, uh, a a small section of them. The local media as well. Like, I I think I just sent a tweet out about this, but I I can't listen to local media out here because there's no world in which the Chiefs lose this game. Um, (laughs) They've already won it. And the, the arrogance that comes out of that media is... I I get it. You know, you've won two Super Bowls and you have the rings, but I kind of appreciate the realism of Buffalo media where we're just like, hey, it's going to be a good game. We could win. We could lose. Depends on what Bill's team shows up, really. So, yeah, the fans out here, mostly fine at the backer parties. They tend to mesh pretty well. We've always got, you know, people who want to cause issues, but our tailgates the last few years have gotten really big and we've been able to collect a lot of Bill's fans in one area right in front of Arrowhead. And I think that's made a lot of them very upset. 
So they've started like purposefully walking through our tailgate or driving <laughs> through our tailgate, trying to instigate. Of course. And of course. I've gotten really good at just telling people, hey, just don't respond. They want See the ya. response. Just don't give yeah. them what they want. We just we said the same thing about Nick Wright yesterday when, when we're talking about Nick Wright. What, what is your opinion on him in Kansas City? Because we were pretty split. I guess not that split. But I think I think John had just had a tweet on this, too. And we yeah, were just Nick- talking about this on the last episode. Nick's an interesting guy. He started off as a small time Kansas City guy and his show was really good. I thought it was really entertaining. And then he kind of turned on this shtick about the Bills and Josh Allen. But that's the thing is it's it's a shtick. I mean, if you ever meet the guy in real life, I mean, he probably holds those beliefs to some extent, but not to the level he portrays on television. And and it does get annoying when the Bills fans feed him because I'm kind of like, you know, you're you're feeding into his shtick. You're making this guy more famous. Right, exactly. So the reason we got onto that was somebody tweeted a hypothetical, who would you rather have dinner with if you had to have dinner with one of these people? And it was Nick Wright or Chris Collinsworth. So what would your answer for that be? do you think between those two guys the thought i had was i think nick wright would be a better dinner conversation but i don't think you can turn down having dinner with chris collinsworth because i want to see how he holds a cup i i know this is a, <laughs> i know this is an audio medium but i imagine he holds it like at the very bottom of the cup and he just kind of makes sure that the vast majority of the cup is above his hand because that's how he holds his mic all the time you're right. also such see a good he, observation such does he slide into the dinner table? Like, um, like how did he get in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, now here's a guy, you know, just, just like takes the table out. Oh, that's hilarious. I'd just be interested to see if he he wipes that grin off of his face. Like, it seems like it's kind of stuck on his face whenever he's doing the broadcasting. Just kind of that uh, Joe Namath type grin was the best comp I could come up with. But Joe Namath's got fake teeth, so I don't know if that's fair. But, I, yeah, I said I wouldn't want to do it because I just don't want to hear him all day long. Well, but when I was playing, this is how I did it. And now they, you know, oh, 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 like I don't I don't need to have the history lesson from Chris Collinsworth's point of view, but. I think it would be interesting to talk to Nick Wright. I, I like Kansas City as a city, and I'm curious from his Western New York ties. So, you know, he is a, sh- what does he say, a shtick? That's his entertainment. It's, 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 it's a, shtick, a character. Yeah, it's a shtick. yeah it, I, and I want to I talk to him about that. So that, that was my pick. That was my pick. So can you tell us about, like, your path to build Buffalo Bills fandom and, like, you know, I don't know if you grew up in New York or what your story is or how you ended up in Kansas City. Any ties to, to any the city now? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Rochester, New York native. Shout out Rochester. What part nice. of Rochester? Um, I'm from Brockport originally. All right. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Pat went to Pat went to college at Brockport, yeah. and my That's my cool. dad taught I, at Brockport as well. So I graduated class of 07 from the high school. Oh, cool. And so, nice. but uh, grew up in Brockport. Grew up in Western New York. Actually, have season tickets to the Bills still. Can't get rid of I, those now. Yeah. Well, I it's a front row seat. Yeah. And it, I split it with family members, okay. so I just kind of okay. give them the tickets so they get yeah. to go. Yeah. But nice. uh, moved out to Kansas City in 2016 for a for a teaching job. And okay. Okay. Here. And teachers, so I just kind of teachers, teachers, yeah. teachers unite. Then <laughs> what do you teach? Uh, I, chemistry. Oh, chemistry cool. Teacher. Very, Very nice. cool. Nice. I nice. saw your shirt with the periodic table on it. And uh, yes. we had a really awesome chemistry teacher when I was in high school. And it reminded me of something that he would have purchased as well. So, yeah. Well, so we might get a snow day or a cold day on Friday cold um, based days. on temperatures down. Yeah. I know it's outrageous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if we end up getting that, I'll, I'll almost be disappointed because Friday is the day that all the Chiefs fans come decked out in their gear. So I was going to make sure I match their energy. That's a, that's right. a, we do Bill's parades and, you know, Friday dress days and stuff like that. And uh, one of my my best friends we teach together, she's a massive 
Dolphins fan. So in our Bills parade before the Dolphins game, she has a little sign that says, please don't squish the fish. So she wears her <laughs> Dolphin stuff amongst the sea of Bills fans. But it's always cool when you can get that little back and forth with the kids. And you came there at a good time. I'm sure these kids, I mean, when we were growing up, we saw more Brady jerseys and, you know, Antonio Brown jerseys, jerseys all, yeah. all of these jerseys that were not Buffalo Bills fans in our schools growing up. And now Josh Allen's the, the number one jersey. Mahomes, the number one jersey in the NFL. And now with, it's super funny. I don't know about you, but I mean, I work with the little kids. They are obsessed with the Taylor Swift saga thing. And uh, I told them in my class because I play music. I'm like, there's no Taylor Swift this week until we beat the Chiefs. So, but that's very cool that you get to get to do that with your students. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see the change. So coming here in 2016, everybody was a big Royals fan because of the Royals had just won a, oh, a yeah. World Series. Now there's no, I, there, there, there are yeah. no Royals fans anymore. They, they've all, <laughs> they've gone away. You know, they still like their Royals out here, but the Chiefs are definitely the, the big show. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, while we have you here, you have to give us your game pick and prediction and score. All right. I knew this was coming. Uh, <laughs> so I listen to your, your podcast regularly and I'm going to go with my rule of thumb, which is whenever I pick the bills, they don't win. So I'm going to pick the chiefs. All right. Um, All right. Not take because it. I want them to win, but I'm going to take the chiefs. I think score it's going to be, you know, the NFL, all these games are close. I'm yep. going to say, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as people think. I think the over under last I checked was 40 something. I don't know. Do you, anyone have might that? Be, it might be low 40s, like 43. I can check on it for this game. But. If it's 43, I would take the under. I'm going to go with a weird score, 23, 18. Well, kind of like the last two times that they've played, right? It, it's this build offensive juggernauts coming together, but it really, it's a one score game. You know, what was it? 24, 20 or 24, 21. No, something like that. Yeah. yeah and I hope I'm wrong. Like, uh, you know, I, I hope the, the like you said, the two people who listen to this podcast don't come out. And, uh, <laughs> no, you man, know. you're you're taking one for the team. Picking the Bills is like this level Bills fan. Picking against the Bills so that they'll win is like galaxy brain. So I'm I'm totally with it. On that note, the weekend that we made the playoffs, week 18, I made the ultimate emotional hedge bet to guarantee that we would make the playoffs. I saw that. I saw that. I like that. That was great. You had I picked. Yeah, like what was I it? picked everything that had to happen for the Bills to not make the playoffs. And <laughs> it if it happened i would have won a decent chunk of money but it didn't happen and i right. lost 20 bucks which is fine well right. worth it exactly you got you got the emotional win there yeah that would have been what miami money line pittsburgh money line and i can't jags. remember and jags i think yeah jags, jags against yeah. the titans was the other one wow well appreciate having you on it's been great i'm glad we got to do this and it was a great week we didn't have to do this in an off-season podcast so yeah Hopefully we get another matchup for the ages and we're on the right side of it this time. That'd be cool. Like how about a game of the year where the bills are on the winning side? I'd for like once. that. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, well, any, uh, sure. any shout outs you want to give or where people can find you? Yeah. They can find me on Twitter. I'm at bills backers, KC. No, I mean, shout out to my bills backers crew. We meet up at Al's every week in Parkville, Missouri, which is like 40 minutes from where I live, but it's always worth the drive. So definitely uh, shout out to them and uh, go bills. Go Bills. All right, go Bills. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, welcome back. We're joined now with All Bro Poe. We've got Jeremiah Poyer with us here on the line. This is a double guest show for us. This is, this yeah. is big. You know, we've, we've never had, we've had like one guest in our show's history. So this is fun. Uh, great to have you on, Jeremiah. Great to be on. Appreciate you guys having me. So, you know, we met a couple of years ago at the beer release party. We 
stayed back, you know, sat at that table, slugged a few down and we had a good time and it was good to see you back again this year and, and taking a, a prominent role here on Buffalo Rumblings, getting in some shows. And, you know, I liked seeing you at the games, right? Always there cheering your brother on and walking out at the same time. Uh, what did you think of the game on Sunday? Did you have a good time? Were you cold? You have a nice view? Um, yeah, I'm in the suite usually. And yeah. so, like, it's warm for the most part if you want to go back into the suite, but we keep the windows open pretty much the entire time and the wind hits right in our face. So it, yeah. it was fun. It was a good time. And yeah, I'll be seeing you after the games in that one spot every single game. So. Yeah, yep. we work and that's when we finish up the wheelchair out. So, so what do you think when we, when those touchdowns get scored and the snow goes up in the air, you probably had a good view of that. That's probably pretty cool to see, right? Yeah. Everybody wanted to take pictures of that. It was an insane view because it just looked like a bunch of like small fireworks going off over and over again. It was dope, but uh, no, I, I thought the game went well. Uh, the injuries hurt, but I mean, for the most part, that's exactly what you want to see. Kind of like a calm, cool, relaxed team that middle linebacker or the linebackers that came in for the injured guys it just it, it felt like they didn't miss a beat after the first series and so it was good it was a good time next man up right and you got to give a little credit to sean mcdermott here having his guys ready and the other veterans on the team keeping everybody in the right place the communication on the back end that we have seen with jordan and micah and it's just something that has been a hallmark of this defense and it, and it didn't miss a beat even though some guys went out yeah they tend to make everybody right and that was what jordan told me i said is that a difficult uh, is that a difficult thing to play with backup linebackers and corners? He said, you just tell the linebackers to play fast, especially a young guy like Dorian Williams. Just play fast to the ball and I'll make you right. Don't worry about it. And so it, it's nice having those guys back there for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And they can't be thinking when they're out there, right? You have to have short, concise movements and plays and don't overcomplicate them and that's what it looks like that they're doing and to have the guys on the back end like that that can, that can cover for you has got to be outstanding to watch. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we talked a lot about on our last episode, rest differential. And I wonder if you can give us some insight on whether that's something we as fans worry about with a two day rest period, you know, playing a game out in the cold, everybody's banged up, you know, this time of year, there are players that are injured, but everybody's banged up in some form or fashion. They're just not showing up on the injury report necessarily. Does that extra two days that Kansas city has to rest? Do you think that that really does present an advantage? And is that something in players heads or does that not even cross the minds of, of players at this point of the year when you get to the last like three games of the season and then the playoffs you don't really practice like everything's a mental rep when you get there it's 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 more like you get out there you're not moving very fast you're not hitting anybody so the rest itself like you get good rest regardless unless it's like a four-day period it, it probably does present like statistically it probably does present an advantage or at least a slight advantage but the players don't care they're gonna have their six days of rest they're gonna be fine like it the players probably don't even look at that that and be like, oh, damn, that's unfair. So refs, like everything that fans, like refs at rest advantage, like they, they really don't care. Gotcha. Has there been any difficulty with players getting to and from the facility at all for even like, not even just the regular practice time and meeting time, but like the extra stuff, meeting with trainers, getting therapy and stuff like that for things like with the travel bans? Today, I'm not sure. The The extra day, they had to have a Zoom meeting. So that Sunday, they had a Zoom meeting. And then I think Jordan was telling me that Sean had somebody come in and have them stretch on Zoom, which is like, come on. Like a Richard Simmons class on TV eventually at some point. Just yeah, into this like party. It's like yeah. their like movement guy that they have. I don't know if you ever watched Conor McGregor's like movement guy that he had back in the day, but it's like that guy type of guy, like high energy <laughs> yoga. Like, but 
But Jordan was like, dude, all the guys were laughing about it. It was funny. So, that's uh, funny. Yeah, that was the only day. And then maybe today, because today added another like foot and a half, two feet of snow. So yeah. I don't know if they cleared out the roads in time. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to this game this next week. What are you watching? And uh, I don't know if you have any insight on like what the team is thinking about, what their viewpoint is of this game. Because we as fans, we look at the last few matchups and, you know, there's obviously been games since 13 seconds. But is that kind of like revenge mentality or are they just like, okay, this is an opponent that we've been around, we respect? So as far as like the players, like they... That, that 13 second game is just another game probably in the back of their mind obviously it gets brought up a lot and they have to live through it but it's just we've played them in the regular season three times we've played them or three or four times and then we played them in the playoffs twice and i think we're a three and three record right now yep. so yeah I, I i think they just kind of take it in, in stride and and it's a rival game because you play them a lot and it's patrick Mahomes or josh allen everybody knows that and so that 13 seconds doesn't weigh on them. The keys to the game is going to be the same. It's going to be your D-line, being able to get after the quarterback with four guys rushing, and that's how you play Patrick Mahomes. And he doesn't like when they, you play like that because our DBs are very sticky. So no matter how long that he's going to be back there, three, four, five seconds, our DBs are going to stay with the, those receivers, and he doesn't like that. So you try to get after him with four, maybe a spy, and, and see how the game plays out. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh we have a little thing that we do on here called a top 10. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember David Letterman used to do his top 10 back in the day. So we started doing it here on the pod. It's called John's top 10 since Taylor's coming to town, most likely, right? You know, we want to be really good hosts here. So uh, let me see if I can pull this up. We thought that we could suggest the 10 places that Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes should visit while they're in Buffalo. You, you've been in Buffalo long enough to know the spots, right? So maybe you can help us with some tourist recommendations on this so uh without further ado let's uh let's start rolling off the top 10 places taylor swift and Brittany mahomes should visit in buffalo oh man all right number 10 buffalo wild wings you got to get the best wings in town buffalo wild wings never fails honestly in buffalo you, you just you know it's a chain they have so many locations they've got more locations than any of the buffalo wing places have so they must be better right so is that a tub of ranch right there i think that that must be ranch I highly recommend the ranch dressing as well Next, uh, Niagara Falls is beautiful this time of year. So you're going to want to go to Niagara Falls, maybe take a ride on the Maid of the Mist. That could be cool. Also, highly recommend viewing it from the American side, if you know what I mean. You get a better view. You know, you can see the horseshoe better. It, it's the best. So are we doing good so far? Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, Eastern Hills Mall. You know, despite <laughs> the rumors that it recently closed, I think you should still go try to check it out. You know, because if it's closed and or closing... I don't know. He might need, might, might want to capitalize on that at some point. So Eastern Hills Mall, another good Buffalo landmark. Number seven, you got to go to a Sabres game while you're here. Can't recommend a Sabres game enough. And somehow the AI generator that I was using for these images knew that they were going to be down nine to zero. And it was an absolute <laughs> savage with the scoreboard here. And then after this terrible beatdown, what's next, John? Well, th- this one kind of goes hand in hand with the Sabres game, because after the Sabres game, to get the full experience, you need to experience the subway after a Sabres game which is an awesome place where everybody's really happy and uh, everyone's sober usually most of the time too. So, uh, you know, got to check out the subway after a Sabres game. Jeremiah, you ever ridden the, the subway? No. no. no it's, uh, I mean, yeah. in the summer, in the summertime, if like you're trying to go drinking at like Canal Side or something, or like if you want to, you know what I mean, party downtown, it's not bad. It'll get you there safely. But like after a Sabres game, dude, it's like, it's terrible. 
Yeah. You get Mercer. You get Mercer. You're so close. Yeah. Mercer. I forgot about Mercer. What a throwback. Yeah. That's hilarious. Next up, Niagara Falls, the city. You might need. You might need your passport. I hope they brought their passport yeah. with them because yeah. it is on the. Uh, are, are, is there the, the American side? Yeah, the American saying, side. Yes. You want to go okay. check that Never out. Mind. You, know, you got the casino and you got a tops and then that's Niagara University nice. maybe. And that's about it. Yeah. Next up, the Galleria Mall Applebee's. This is legendary because I don't know if you've seen the clip, but they let Marshawn pour his own drink before he goes to Chuck E. Cheese afterwards. Dave and Buster's. So, uh, get, Dave and Buster's, right? Dave and Buster's, yeah. not Chuck Marshawn Cheese, Lynch was bad. a big Dave and Buster's guy, an Applebee's guy. Yeah, so Applebee's, again, this is the same logic as Buffalo Wild Wings. How could they have so many locations if they weren't good, right? You know, it's just, <laughs> just simple logic there. Uh, Chippewa Street after 3 a.m. is number three on the list. <laughs> it took a couple tries to get the AI generator to have a Bills fan throwing up in the background. So those of you who are enjoying <laughs> the video version of this will enjoy that a lot more than the, the audio side. Uh, number two, the Buffalo Airport Fisher Price Playground. This is an iconic part of Buffalo. You walk past it every time you fly in. Jeremiah, I'm sure you've flown in and out of the airport enough times to see that thing sitting there over by, you know, gate one. You know, of course, Buffalo doesn't have any letters for gates. They're just numbers. They only have two, is, right? They only have two gates there or something like that or two A, right, B or yeah, whatever. something like that. Yeah. And the, the number one thing that I think that Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift should see while they're in town the new Bill Stadium. I mean, it's like it's the biggest attraction in town. Also, the pit needs a sacrifice. Not Bill. It's got to be a Bill's fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it you guys are not allowed in the pit. You too. <laughs> That's true. That might curse the pit. But That's anyway, funny. they should uh, visit it nonetheless. So anyway, I think that I think that this is probably why AAA is going out of business. Right. Because because people like us are really Planning good her trip. at providing yeah to- touristy things to do in the city of Buffalo. So yeah. now, did, did we miss anything? Like what are some, what are some other things that they should go see? Did we, did we miss anything? No, not that I know about it. What you tweeted the other day, Jeremiah was funny and I don't know how we would ever get a photo of it, but you're, you said put Taylor Swift in that legend suite that uh taquitos, Taquito Spikes had to view right half the field covered from that scene. Right. And, yeah. It's crazy. After I posted it, somebody took the idea and got the picture of Taquito Spikes in there and then posted that. And dude, everybody loved it. Everybody so that's like, hilarious. You on the side of it, but I mean, it is Taylor Swift. So at the end of the day, an hour before game time, she's gonna get off her PJ, get a nice little ride into the stadium, yep. and then get whatever suite she wants. Probably. Yep. Yep. I yep. told them if uh, she needs a wheelchair, I called dibs. Yeah, no, dude, they're going to be sneaking her in in a fridge, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they did that one time. Uh, have they been sneaking her in and out of games in, in fridges lately? I, I don't. Wait, what like, is this? It seems what like you, she, she, she she's went been in sneaking like, in and out of it. She was in like a it's, hot it's box she, or something. She doesn't want to get mobbed. There was a video that went viral of a, a fridge rolling out of a suite suspiciously. But I don't, I don't think she's doing that anymore. She's got enough bodyguards and stuff like that. But man. Outside of the Taylor Swift, Jeremiah, you got to give us a game pick. And I did ask you if you had any special prop bet. Or I know you, you said you bet touchdowns when we were talking at one point. I don't know if you bet anymore. But if you did or if you were, uh, game pick outcome for the game. And uh, what, are you, what are you feeling for this game? Because uh, we're going to do Brando's bets after this. And you know, I need some motivation for something. I mean, I got the bills. But I think I, when I picked it, it was like 31-17. Okay. Um, 
I do think it's a similar score. I think that's just the way they play dictates that they can win by two scores or they can win or lose a close game. I don't think that the Bills ever get blown out. So 31-17 was my, my score pick. And anytime Josh Allen touchdown scores, always easy. Yep. You, easy you, you might be hearing more about that pick later on in my Brando's bets. It's just, you know, Josh Allen with his legs, it's something that we haven't seen in Buffalo before. So, and the NFL as a whole might haven't seen. Now, now I got to ask you, did you play defense when you played football? Well, that's what I was yeah, going to ask you too, Jeremiah is like, cause I know you played at North Dakota state, right? So, I mean, yeah, I played uh three tech like outside DN sometimes just depending on, I, I was, I was moved around as a D lineman when I, when I was there. So if you saw a guy like Josh Allen, you know, there's a lot of talk about the fake slide BS thing. I don't totally buy it. I don't know if he looks like he's going to go down, but it's more of a juke move, like a hezzy juke, weird kind of cutback. If you saw that as a defensive player, what is your take on that? Well, I don't think that had anything to do with the play as far as like I was going to tackle him. And, and the, the problem that Josh Allen creates is that he can jump over you as a defensive back. And you know that. Yeah. And so, like, you, you don't want to really just dive at his legs. You don't want to try to stand him up. And unfortunately, you're caught between a rock and a hard place. I don't think his little fake, whatever it was, caught anybody off guard. They can say that. But like in, in the speed of a game, it probably did not affect that play at all. They're just going to you're just going to hit him until he slides. Like that's yep. like, however, I always get to them before they get going. Yeah, you do. I'm not somebody that's going to sit there and make an open field tackle, but I'll get to you before you get going. Yeah. Good. I good think take. it really, it's because Josh can do so many things. Like you said, it's not like he's setting up a fake slide. It's he makes any defender hesitate because there are four different moves that be, could, could be coming at you right now. He could plow you over. He could jump over you. He could slide or he could juke you. And you're just like, you freeze, you know, because you, you, if you go and make the tackle and try to hit him low, he's going to jump over your head. So I think, you know, when you got Josh Allen tumbling down, it's just that some guys are out there making business decisions. So yeah, one-on-one one -on -one open space. We saw Kohu make a business decision, got out of the way real quick. Yep. And and that's just part of like, and now that would never be me. That's an option that I don't, I'd rather get ran up. Yeah. You're not about to get a third and 13 on like, but I mean, try to hit him in the legs. If he jumps over you, so be it. Like, that's part of it. We, we've seen yeah. it a couple of times from our safeties, especially Poyer and Hyde, you know, whether it's the running backs and they're standing there, they're the last guy. They are taking that hit stick and bringing the guy down, which I think is a, yeah. is a huge it's it sucks. You see it coming. You're like, this is going to hurt, but I have to do it. And we were talking about this before. I mean, I, I'm all five, ten, hundred and sixty pounds if I'm wearing pads uh, and soaking wet and soaking <laughs> wet. Yeah. So we played this game, one of our last games in high school, and they had this huge running back. It was cold. We sucked. We were getting blown out. And I just remember like, don't run towards me, man, because like I <laughs> we're losing. <laughs> uh, this guy's going to run me over. But there's a reason why I'm not in the NFL and other people are. So that's a good take for those those safeties there. Well, so I, I, I do have one question on top of that and so just like brandon was saying you know inclement weather i know you played at the division one level your brother played at the, at the division one level and now in the nfl like what is something that us fans wouldn't understand about playing in the cold because i imagine even in north dakota it probably it's probably terrible like what what is something we don't see on tv that like is it really a mental thing because like i must be mentally weak dude because i was like <laughs> i don't even know what i'd do I, like, I couldn't do it i couldn't even <laughs> high five someone man like <laughs> one, one thing I'll say is nobody, nobody likes playing in the cold. 
Yeah. Nobody. There's not one player that goes out there and it's like, yeah, I would choose rather to play in zero degree weather. I played in North Dakota. We had a playoff game that was like negative 14 before the wind chill or negative like 13 or something like that before the wind chill. And uh, my dad was out at that game. And so like we, we were doing everything we could to prepare for that. We put jelly on our shoulders to keep the heat in. And it, it's crazy. So like it is a mindset. You kind of just get yourself prepared as, as much as possible. Now, these NFL guys have a heater on the sideline. And if you ever watch the sideline when Jordan Jordan's not in there. He's standing in front of the heater. There's no like, there's no like in between. He goes off the sideline to the heater. If there's a media timeout, all the DBs come back and stand in front of the heater. Then they go back out there, play their downs, and then come back to the heater. Like that's that's where they have their meetings and everything. So NFL players are blessed with that type of thing, the heaters. But nobody likes playing in the cold. Don't let anybody tell you they like it. Those heaters you see can get powerful. I want to say Sal Capaccio was talking about stuff melting in front of the heaters at times or little sparks flying or shoes be melting the cleats. Some stuff happens there, but I'm sure, you know, guys like Poyer and the secondary, they don't sit on the bench too often. So they're not there all the time. So they they come right to the heater, right back to the field, right back to the heater. Yeah, it's it's nice. I'm sure it's nice. We didn't have that, though. So we were out there like just trying to do jumping jacks and stuff on the sideline to keep warm. Did you see Tyreek Hill say I'm not wearing a T-shirt and he just in his, in their game in Kansas City last week, and he's out there short sleeves. But he he looked like he was frozen. I thought he did not. It's pride. Yeah, that's pride. Yeah. That's what that's your your pride and your ego. And don't get me wrong, D lineman like kind of have that same mentality. It's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna show my team that I'm no bro. You don't have to be strong enough to for nothing, bro. Go ahead and put a long sleeve on, put a sweatshirt <laughs> on, go out there and play. Yeah, come on. Uh, be like Jordan Phillips at, at practice, you know, with his, with his puffy coat. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That was always us when we had cold practices. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, we grew up near Buffalo, New York, but the coldest it ever got for a game for us was like 31 degrees, which, yeah. you know, is sweltering heat compared to some of these games. Never, never honestly, good enough to so. play deep into the fall, really. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, high yeah. School, in high school, like we, I'm from Oregon and it's a rainforest out there. So like, I just don't like being wet. I can deal with the cold. I don't like it, but being wet playing might be the worst feeling. It's awful. Yeah. I forgot you guys are from Astoria, right? Yeah. I always made that connection because whenever I watched the Goonies, I remember I was like, Jordan Poyer is from here. Yeah. So, it's crazy. That's funny. Like, me and Jordan never watched the Goonies. Oh, yeah, right. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, people love that show, but I, I never really got into it. So. <laughs> That's funny. Well, well, it was awesome having you on. We really appreciate you hopping on and taking the time. We'll have to do this again in the future and, uh, you know, maybe get a little off season episode in here too, but we appreciate the insight. Super cool. Awesome that appreciate you're doing everything me. you are with rumblings and we'll meet in person someday. I promise I'll be up there for a beer release or something like that. I've been Absolutely. meaning to Come do that. So, so Jeremiah, why don't you uh, plug where we can catch you guys at your show or anything like that? Me and Sturls be on uh, Tuesdays at six for the chop up. I sometimes for away games, hop on with them after unintentional grounding. My Twitter is jpo underscore na if you want to link. I have a lot of fun football inside during the game days. A lot of people like those. So yeah, just, you can catch me on all those. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. All right, go Bills. Time for Brando's Bets. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming off a win, right, Johnny? Yes, sir. Back in the winning column, Matt Stafford put together the yards that we needed and the touchdowns that he needed, right? So just over one and a half passing touchdowns and Bill's money line was the play. So that's great. Great for us finally to get back off the losing streak that we are on. And we are going to go right back at it this week. And I said it in the game pick preview. 
I expect Dalton Kincaid to have a game. He is going to be the outlet when Steve Spagnola covers Stefan Diggs. We had it be Gabe Davis in the past. He's hurt. We are going to see Kincaid make his mark in the NFL this Sunday night. You have the best tight end in recent memory besides Gronk and Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift cheering him on. Well, she better be ready to give him some balloons and say you had a good career. All right, Travis Kelsey, you slipped a little bit this year. You still had a good season, but they're coming for you. These young tight ends in this league, Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, they're coming for that crown of the best tight end in the league. And it's going to happen on Sunday when Dalton Kincaid goes off and we win this game. So give me alternate reception yards for Dalton Kincaid. We want 25 plus yards, not that juiced, but we're just throwing it in there for a parlay leg. Next line, we are looking at historic numbers from Josh Allen on the ground. What did he have? 70 yards in a playoff game. It's outrageously exciting to watch this man run. Maybe we see a hurdle like we did in Kansas City a couple of years ago. See a good dominant performance. And with that being said, I'm taking Josh Allen anytime touchdown. If you parlay Josh Allen anytime touchdown and Dalton Kincaid yards, you get plus 120. So it's juice up a little bit. And I think that's going to happen. So again, it's not financial advice, but those are my two props for Brando's bet this week. Johnny, what do you think? I love it. Anytime TD is a good bet. We missed on it a couple of weeks ago, but that just means we're due. That's yep. the uh, gambler's fallacy right there. So I'm I'm down with that. I like it. John, I also had a thing on here. When we were looking at our game picks, we were talking about upsets potentially. And if you have Houston and the Packers and you parlay them together, you get almost plus 1,800 odds if you think those well, two teams are going to win. That's juicy. Yeah, that's real juicy. Some people out there who parlayed Houston and Tampa Bay to win probably got some good odds out of that. Yeah. So if you think that's going to keep going, then definitely roll with those teams. But all right, well, that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on all platforms at not buff podcast. We've had some uh, fun video content out the past few days. We've been ramping it up since it is the playoffs. So uh, go check out that clip of Pat talking about the gentleman in front of him at the game. It's a good one. And uh, also snowblowers, you know, all, all kinds of good stuff. So yes. again, that's at not buff podcast. That's Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, whatever your preferred platform is, you can find us on. And thank you guys for listening. Again, you can subscribe or leave us a review if you like the pod, Buffalo Rumblings. Always love seeing that stuff. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're celebrating a win next Wednesday and uh, making some game picks for the AFC championship game. Yes. That's steep. Yes. So one win away from that. All right, until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.